जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनवाधारी जय गोपी जनवल्लाभा गिरिवरधारी जशोदानंदन ब्रज जनरंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रज जनरंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रज जनरंजन जशोदानंदन ब्रज जनरंजन यमुनतीरावन चारी यमुनतीरावन चारी जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिवराज Jai the holy appearance day of the supreme personality of Godhead Lord Sri Balaram ki jai Sri Gaur Bhakta Brinda ki jai Nitai Gaur Premanande Hari Hari bol All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories all glories to Shri Shri Guru and Gauranga All glories to Shila Prabhupada Please repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om 
ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम ज्ञानतिमिरंधस्य ज्ञानंजन शलाकाय चक्षुरन्मिलितं जैन तस्मे श्री गुरवे नमः श्री चैतन्य मनोभीष्टं स्थापितं जैन भूतले स्वयं रूपः कदा माह्यं ददाति स्वापदान्तिकां वाचकापतुर्भ्यूब्य पतीतना पावनेभ्य वैष्णवेभ्य नमो नम नमा ओं विष्णुपादाय कृष्णपेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिदातस्वामी नमिने नमस्ते सारस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषन्यवादी पाश्चातिशुताये जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो निनंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासादिगोर भक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भक्त महापुराण की जाय शिल प्रोपाद की जाय Lord Shri Balaram ki jai So today we're reading from Shrimad Bhagavatam canto 10 and we're doing a number of chapters and texts so as I go through I'll speak about which one I'm talking from So first we're going to start with Lord Balaram as the seed and the womb of the universe So as we know Krishna says Aham evasam evagre nanyad yat sadasat param Paschadham yadetacha yavishishyeta sosmeham That in the beginning there was nobody but Krishna. There was nobody in creation, there was nothing else, it was just Krishna. And Krishna then manifests from his right side, Lord Balaram, and from his left, Radharani. So these three are the same soul, but three different uh, persons. Same soul, but three different bodies like that. and pers- Persons and personalities like that. And so Lord Balaram is actually the original supreme personality of Godhead just as much as Krishna is the original supreme personality of Godhead just as much as Radharani is the original supreme personality of Godhead too. The other two who are described like that are Lord Nityananda because he is none other than Balaram and Jai Shri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai. Hi Krishna Guru, welcome. welcome. And also... Um, Lord Goranga, because he's none other rather than Krishna, like that. So Lord Balaram is uh, a really amazing personality. It is described that Krishna or Krishna, meaning Krishna is bluish black in hue, in hue, in his color, in his skin color, and Balaram is a Krishna, meaning he is whitish, golden whitish in color. And it's described that he's so beautiful that actually... He has to be careful when to present himself when, you know, the, uh, when Krishna is around and Mother Yashoda is around and others are around because people become so attracted to him very, very easily. Really beautiful person, extremely beautiful person. And um, um, he has his own, as we know, uh, sets of gopis and gopas and like uh, uh, 
cows and the flute, uh, the peacock, like that. He has his own, um, you know, team. And in Vrindavan, as we know, in Brajidham, there are 12 forests. Seven of those forests are actually headed by or looked after by Lord Balaram. And five of them are looked after by Radha and Krishna. But Lord Balaram takes care of seven of them. So you can see, right, single-handedly, how powerful this person is. And here he's described in the 10th canto, chapter 46, text 31, as the seed and the womb of the whole universe. Now, as we know, uh, from Lord Balaram comes the Chaturvyuha, meaning uh, Vasudev, Sankarsha, and Pradyumna, and Aniruddha. So, and this is the Vasudev, and then from Vasudev comes Maha Vasudev, Maha Sankarshan, Maha Sankarshan, from him comes Lord Narayan, like that, and so all of them come. So you can see these are all actually coming from Lord Balaram. You know, they're Krishna, Krishna's incarnations, but coming through Lord Balaram. Just like how a baby comes through the womb of the mother, right? So the baby comes through the womb. So Lord Balaram is like the womb, the, from whom everybody comes pretty much. Everybody manifests from him in the womb. Of course, there's Radharani as well. She's the She's actually the manifestor of all living entities, of all things, of all universes like that. These are all Radharani's. Lord Balaram actually manifests the the expansions of Krishna, the incarnations of Krishna like that. And so this is a team. They're a team like that. And Lord Balaram is also the seed because it is through him that the Chaturvyuha come, through whom the Maha Chaturvyuha come, and then Lord Narayan, Mahavishnu, and through Mahavishnu, as we know, three Vishnus come, Karna Dakshai Vishnu, Kshira Dakshai Vishnu, and Garva Dakshai Vishnu. And then the whole creation gets started uh, in every way, as far as the material world is concerned, with those three Vishnus like that. So we can see how powerful Lord Balaram is. And he's also considered the original spiritual master. Not considered, but he is the original spiritual master. So all spiritual masters are representatives of Lord Balaram. And of course, in separation, representatives of Lord Nityananda. And because we're from the Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya, which means we are Radharani's servants, 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 the spiritual master is also the representative of Radharani, like that. So um, it's only in this, uh, uh, in this Sampradaya that this type of explanations are given where there are multifarious sources, because normally everybody thinks of just one source. Somebody comes from somebody. Can't be more than one, you know, personality. But here we can see it is one soul, but multifarious personalities like Lord Balaram, Lord Nityananda, Radharani. And although Lord Nityananda is Lord Balaram, at the same time, he is a different person. It's not like, you know, Lord Balaram changed his name to Nityananda. Lord Nityananda is actually a different personality. And he and Lord Balaram generally don't uh, uh, intermingle. But there are times when they come together, actually. Not merge into each other, but relate with one another. As we know in the story of Mother Sachimata, who's telling the story of the Brahmin, uh, who cooked nice preparations and offered it to Sachimata's deities, who were Krishna and Balaram. 
and then when you would come, when the Brahmin would come back, when Sachimata would come back, uh, she would see that there is no food there. It was all eaten up. And so, so she had it made three times like that. The third time she looked through the window to see what was happening and she saw that her son, uh, Nimai and Nitai actually came through the window and ate the prasadam, ate the offering. And that this time, Lord Balaram got a little angry at, uh, Nimai and Nitai. How can you eat these offerings were meant for us? You keep eating these offerings, they're meant for us. And so then, uh, Nimai, Nitai says to Lord Balaram, these mentorings are meant for us. This is Kali Yuga. You're Dwapar Yuga deities. You're not Kali Yuga. Kali Yuga is us. It's our time. It's our time to accept. You, you accepted for such a long time in, 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 uh, in, uh, Dwapar Yuga. Now it's our time. We've got only a short time. You know? So please, it's ours. And so then, uh, Lord Balaram got angry because, you know, you don't just speak to Lord Balaram like that, right? You're not the deities of this age and you need you need to get off the altar, you know. <laughs> Go take a hike or something like that, you know. <laughs> so he actually punched Lord Nityananda right in the face, you know, because he got angry at him and punched him in the face. And so then Lord uh, Goranga got, I mean, Nimai got angry too. So now Nimai got into the fight and he punched Krishna, you know. How can you let your brother do this to my brother? You know what I mean? Who do you think you are? They punched him. You know? And then they got into a big fist fight, four-way fist fight, you know. Two on this side, two on that side, and they had a big wrestling match. Then finally, Nimai and Nitai picked up Krishna and Balaram and threw them out of the window and stood on the altar as the deities, you know, like that. <laughs> so you can see there are two different personalities, Lord Nityananda and Lord Balaram. You know, maybe it is that Lord Nityananda is Balaram, but because they're in different leelas, they are different personalities. You know, Lord Nityananda is very uh, calm-mannered person in the sense that he lets anything and everything happen. He's let, everything is easy for him. He's like an avaduta. Lord Balaram is not like that. Lord Balaram is like, he makes decisions, you know. You've got to do it like this, you've got to do it like that. He even tells Krishna what to do, you know, like that. So here it is described in this chapter, in this verse, that Sri Baladev is the supreme personality of Godhead himself. He is equal in supremacy to the supreme Godhead. Yet wherever Krishna appears, Sri Baladev appears as Krishna's brother, sometimes elder and sometimes younger. This is in chapter 1, text 24. This is all 10th Cantu, by the way. And then uh, in the uh, teachings of Lord Chaitanya, chapter 7, again describing what's being said in the Srimad Bhagavatam, it is said, in his Vibhav Prakasha feature, Lord Krishna manifests himself as Balarama. See how this happens? It is very unusual. Lord Krishna himself comes as Balaram. Now we can see how much unity there is between these two personalities, right? The Balaram feature is as good as Krishna himself. The only difference being that the bodily hue of Krishna is dark and that of Balaram is fair. That's the only difference. So sometimes it is described in our, in our, uh, by our acharyas that Lord Balaram is stronger than Krishna. That's why he's called Balarama, because he's very strong, you know? And when they have a fight, generally Balaram is the one who wins the fight. 
You know, the two of them sometimes get into a wrestling match, just like two, any two brothers in a family, right? Sometimes they duke it out with one another. So they also do the same thing. But Balaram generally, but Prabhupada actually described when, when he, when he was in Vrindavan, and you, you know, as we all, Deities they are known as Krishna Balaram, a presiding deities of Sri Sri Krishna Balaram. So Krishna Balaram, he asked, which is, who is stronger? And everybody said Balaram, and Prabhupada said, no. It's actually Krishna is stronger. And he says, you can see, who is leaning on who? You can see in that deity, Balaram is leaning on Krishna, right? That means Krishna must be stronger. That's why Balaram is leaning on him. <laughs> so you can see how transcendentally there is this achinta bheda bheda tattva going on all the time, you know? And from our point of view, we don't try to think like that. We simply come from the heart. And from the heart, we understand that all these personalities are totally lovable by us. We are totally blown away by all of them. If Lord Balaram would walk into this uh, temple right now, and he's there right now on the altar, but if he'd walk in right now into the temple, we'd all faint. He's such a beautiful person. You know, he's such, such a presence and such great energy that, you know, we wouldn't be able to maintain our our life air steadily, you know, like that. So then it continues that these two lords, Krishna and Balaram, are each the seed and womb of the universe, the creator and his creative potency, like that. They enter the hearts of every living being and control their conditioned awareness. So they are the ones who are controlling us in every way as the super soul. They are the primeval supreme. So then it continues, Sri Balaram is actually a beautiful brother. Powerful Lord Balaram is 16 years old, full of luster of youth, and has a fair complexion, the color of crystal. Balaram wears blue garments and a garland of forest flowers. Baladev's handsome hair, even his hair is considered handsome. <laughs> Baladeva's handsome hair is tied in a graceful knot. Splendid earrings adorn Balaram's ears. Sri Baladeva's neck is splendidly decorated with garlands of flowers and strings of jewels. Splendid bracelets and armlets ornament Dauji's graceful and very strong arms. He's called Dauji because Krishna respects him as an elder brother. So the elder brother is called Dauji, like that. And the younger brother is called Anuja. So like that. Generally, this is the terms that I use between brother and two brothers. The elder brother is called Dauji, Dauji. And the younger one is called Anuja. Anuja, like that. uh, So again, sorry. Then it says here, Balaram's feet are decorated with splendid jeweled anklets. Sri Baladev is Krishna's dearest friend. Now sometimes we hear that Krishna's dearest friend is Radharani. But, you know, they're different leelas, right? In the seven forests, it's not Radharani who's Krishna's dear friend. Dearest friend is Balaram. In the five forests, it is actually, it's actually Radharani, like that. Actually, there's a very nice pastime about that. When Balaram crossed the line, what happened, you know? I'll read about that a little later. So then it says here that 
Baladev is a great reservoir of nectar mellows of many kinds of transcendental pastimes. So, uh, so, so basically, when we chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, the word Rama is described as the reservoir of all pleasure. The reservoir of all pleasure. And we can see how Balarama is the reservoir of all pleasure here. He is the one who gives all pleasure to everybody. And that is why Prabhupada often asked us as devotees to worship Krishna Balaram because he said Krishna Balaram are the good luck deities. And these two brothers can do anything. And the same for Gornitai. They're good luck deities. So if you say, my dear Gornitai or my dear Krishna Balaram, whatever you ask for, they will take care of. This is how powerful these deities are. So no one should feel like I'm missing something, I'm without something. You can always ask Gornitai, and you can always ask Krishna Balaram. They're very happy. Prabhupada would say, by, just say, my dear sirs, or my dearly beloveds, or my dear Krishna Balaram, my dear Gornitai, whichever you want to say it, and then ask whatever you want to ask. Whereas with the others, he would say, before you ask, always add one part before it, which is, if you so desire. Right? Any other deities we speak to, we say, if you so desire, and then ask. But with Krishna Balaram and Gornitai, Prabhupada said, just ask. You don't have to worry about if you so desire. I mean, how wonderful is that, right? Lord Balaram's beauty is enhanced by the earrings touching his cheeks. Balaram's face is decorated with tilak, made from musk. And Balaram's broad chest is ornamented with a garland of gunja, small red, black, and white berries native to Vrindavan. You'll see the gunjamala generally on uh, Giriraj. Because this is the same when you're worshipping Giriraj. It is described the most important uh, uh, necklace you have on it is his gunjamalas. And you might remember at one time when Gurudev brought uh, Giriraj to Houston, installed them, he had this set of gunjamala um, necklaces made that were like multi-strand Many, many strands, right? Like that. Sri Baladev's complexion is as white as the autumn cloud and he wears blue garments. Balaram's voice is very grave and his arms are very long, touching his thighs. So, Lord Balaram is called the Servitor Godhead. Just like uh, the spiritual master, right? The spiritual master is described as the supreme personality of Servitor Godhead. So Lord Balaram is like that. So Balaram is the servitor Godhead who serves Lord Krishna in all affairs of existence and knowledge. The transcendental abode exists by the energy of Lord Balaram. Krishna's first expansion in a form for pastimes is Balaram. Balaram himself helps in the pastimes of Lord Krishna and he does the work of creation in four other forms. That's the, uh, that's uh, uh, Sankarshan. Uh, uh, who did we describe? It was start with uh, uh, Vasudev. Vasudev, Sankarshan, Pradyumna, and Aniruddha. So that's the four forms. In all forms, Balaram tastes the transcendental bliss of serving Krishna. Now we can see, although he is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, the greatest bliss he feels is in serving Krishna. So how merciful Krishna has been to us that he allowed us to become his servants, 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 many times removed like that, his devotees, devotees. Because then we can taste the transcendental bliss 
of Krishna consciousness fully. Even more than Krishna. I mean, that's amazing. That Krishna allows us to taste bliss more than he tastes. If we develop, and that's why Krishna comes as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one of the reasons he comes is because he wants to taste that bliss himself. If we develop consciousness of this fact, then we are in actual Krishna consciousness. See? This is the issue, this is the main thing that we should know as devotees, that we are servants of the servants of the servants of the damsels of Braja, because that consciousness will allow us to be in actual Krishna consciousness. We should always remember that Krishna is the only supreme master, that everyone else is his servant. Ekela Ishvara Krishna, Arasabha Bhritya, like it says. Either Narayan or Lord Shiva, everyone is subordinate to Krishna. Because Lord Shiva is sometimes also described as the supreme personality of Godhead. Even Baladev is subordinate to Krishna. This is written in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 13, Text 53. In the transnational pastimes, Krishna is the chief hero and Balaram provides additional help. Like that. So sometimes uh, we see that even in material pastimes, right? That there's a hero and then he has a, a person who is supporting him in that role as a hero. And the hero's activities become even more relishable as a result, like that. So I wanted to read, uh, uh, I'm going to jump a little and then come back here. But I wanted to read that pastime in which Balaram actually uh, crosses the line a little bit and what happens as a result of what he does. So in this, in this part, it says, that Balaram becomes Krishna for a day. For a day, Balaram wanted to cross over in the other five forests, like that. Lord Balaram is called Dauji, the elder brother, who protects and cares for his younger brother, Krishna. After lifting over the hill, Krishna killed a succession of ferocious demons, including Shankashura and Aristasura. Balaram hadn't killed a demon for a long time. <laughs> And he was concerned that his duty of protecting Krishna is his elder brother. You know, he was concerned about his duty. Desiring the dress to dress like Krishna, Lord Balaram once asked Krishna if he could wear his peacock feather and play Krishna's flute for just one day. Like that. Now, Krishna is actually known by these two features. The peacock feather and the flute. The flute actually tells the story of the flute, which is that he became emptied out of everything and filled himself only with Krishna's nectar, right? So he's, through that example, teaching us that that's what we should do in our lives. We should empty ourselves out of everything else and just fill ourselves with Krishna nectar, right? And the peacock feather is a very nice story of how the peacocks were dancing one time because the clouds were rumbling, it was about to rain, and the peacocks loved that. They love. The, when it rains and the clouds rumble. So they were in a very good mood, so they started dancing, and the gopis came and saw the dance, and the gopis went and told uh, 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 Krishna that the uh, the peacocks can defeat you in dance. They're dancing so nicely, they can defeat you in dance. The gopis are always trying to poke Krishna, you know, <laughs> and tease him about something, because they're always competing with him in different ways. So then Krishna said, no, 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 nobody can beat me in dancing. 
No one can beat me in dancing. So Krishna says, where are they dancing like that? So the gopis said, come, we'll show you. And the peacocks were dancing, and Krishna's, when Krishna came, the peacocks started dancing even better. Because, you know, they saw Krishna and they became even happier. So they really started dancing nicely. And so, somehow, Balaram found out also, and the gopas found out, so they also came in to see this, uh, you know, great event, this great festival of dance happening. And so what happened was that now Krishna was competing with the peacocks, you know, in dancing. He was trying to show them he can dance better. So he was competing with them, and the peacocks were challenging him, and Krishna was challenging the peacocks, and both were sort of outdoing one another continuously like that. And then suddenly, Krishna's flute jumped out of his uh, sash, just on its own, and started dancing on its own in the air. The flute started dancing. And everybody thought, wow, the flute's dancing better than Krishna and the, and the peacocks. How can that be? He's just a stick. How can a stick dance like this? But he was like totally mesmerizing everybody with the dance, you know? And Krishna looked at his flute and he's surprised, thinking, my flute dancing better than me? How is that happening? And Krishna is a competitive person. He doesn't give up, okay? He never takes a loss. He has to win the fight, you know what I mean? He has to win the game. So then Krishna thought, I have to do something very unusual now, because if I don't say something unusual, everybody will say the flute is the best dancer. And I will lose my title as Nataraja. I'm no longer Nataraja, right? <laughs> he loses his title. So then Krishna decided he's going to do something unusual. So what he did was, he jumped into the flute, through the holes of the flute. You know? And then, and then a beautiful sound came out of that flute. And the flute that sound made everybody dance. You know? And so the gopis started chanting loudly and dancing, you know? And I forget the name they used. There's a very nice name they chanted. And so then the flute came to be known by that name because, uh, I mean, Krishna came to be known by that name because he created such an amazing situation. And everybody was totally floored by the sound that came out and how it made them dance. What to speak of the person dancing, if he can make you dance, that's a great dancer, right? The teacher is the best student. So then everybody agreed that Krishna was the best dancer. That he, it was only fair that he be Nataraj. So then the, uh, the, uh, the peacocks started crying. And then the king of the peacocks really started crying loudly. And so, and so Krishna thought, why are you crying? This is so nice. Are you crying because I beat you? They said, no, we're not crying because you beat us. We're so happy you came. We couldn't be happier that you came. So why are you crying? And so then Krishna started crying because he's sort of like, you know, he got into that. It just affected him so much that they were crying for some other reason, and so he started crying. And now the gopis thought, why are you all crying? <laughs> what's, what's this big crying competition going on now, you know? And so the king of the peacocks said, you know, in a very shy mood, he said, you know, when Krishna came, and you all came, we became so happy. We became so happy, you know? And whenever a guest comes into our arena, we like to give them a gift, but we have nothing to give you. We're so poor. We're totally poor. We have nothing. We just have our body. That's all we have. And the little bit of dance that we do and sounds that we make is all we have. We don't have anything else. So we're crying that this is not right, that we should actually give you some gifts, but we don't know what to give you. You know? And so uh, so, that, so he said, please forgive us, you know, for, for our being so poor like this, you know? 
so what we'll do is, what I'll do is, he took a, a, a peacock feather out of his, uh, you know, the, what do you call the back, the fan? The, the tail, right? The plume. They call it the plume, actually. Like the plume. He took a, 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 uh, a, a peacock feather out of the plume and he gave it to Krishna. I said, that's all I can give you, a part of my body. That's all I can give you, I have nothing else. Krishna became so happy that all the peacocks started coming one by one and offering one of their feathers. They became a mountain of feathers. <laughs> there, you know. And Krishna was totally blissed out. He was like complete bliss that they had done this for him, right? So he shared that with everybody, he gave it to the gopis and the gopas, Balaram, everybody, and they all put it on their heads, you know, like that. And Krishna then put it on his own head. And he said, forever, I will always be known by this peacock feather and my flute. That's how I will be known as Krishna. And so I wear on my head poor people, people who nobody wants to be with, right? You know, they call dina na, dina. Dina means they have nothing. You see? And so he says, I wear the Dina on my head and became known as Dina Nath. Like that. Dina Dal, Dina Nath. Dina Deadranath. These are all the names that came to him after that. So he wore this peacock feather. And so, so Balaram thought, okay, if I wear the peacock feather and I have the flute, right? Then I'll have the power of Krishna. You see? Like that. So then, uh, uh, Lord Balaram once asked Krishna if he could wear the peacock feather and play Krishna's flute for just one day. Krishna, who dearly loved his elder brother, agreed, agreed and personally gave his peacock feather and flute to Balaram. Krishna and Balaram warmly embraced and then Balaram, laughing happily, ran away playing gaily on Krishna's flute. Meanwhile, in Mathura, the wicked king Kangsa was about to send the horse demon Keshi to Brindavan in order to kill Krishna. This guy is a very powerful demon, okay? Keshi demon. In fact, right now, what happens is, whenever we leave our bodies, they say that for the Vaishnavas, we take them to Keshi Ghat. You know? And there we bathe them in Keshi Ghat. And from there, we go back to Godhead. That's the staging point of going back to Godhead. Keshi Ghat. <laughs> We have so many nice secrets like this. People have no idea. You know? <laughs> so, this is that demon, okay? Really powerful demon, Keshi. A horse demon. I mean, the ass demon, right? The, it, was a, uh, it was a donkey, right? Huge donkey. Okay. So then it says here, um, the Keshi demon asked King Kangsa, how will I recognize Krishna? <laughs> so then, Kangsa told him it would be easy to tell because Krishna would be the only person wearing a peacock feather and playing a flute <laughs> you can see what's happening here right? so then while Balaram was fully enjoying his pastime of being Krishna for the day the fierce horse demon says horse demon here Keshi stormed into Vrindavan seeing Balaram wearing a peacock feather and his crown and playing a flute Match, matching the description of King Kansa had given of, of Krishna, the Keshi demon roared up and gave Balaram a mighty kick that would have killed a full-grown elephant. I mean, this is a powerful demon, you know. <laughs> the kick totally knocked the wind out of Balaram <laughs> and sent him toppling away out of the demon's sight. 
I mean, can you see how far it goes? Out of demon's sight, you know? I mean, our sights, they say, go up to five miles. After that, it's nothing. It's like old sky, right? Five miles. The demons are not like us. They're much more powerful. So you can imagine how far he went away, you know? <laughs> That's a big kick, right? That's a huge kick. <laughs> and then it says here, thinking that he had killed Krishna, the Keshi demon galloped away. He's proud, right? <laughs> I killed him. I did it. Balaramji, picking himself up, began to cry. Balaram's chest was hurting from... Uh, from, from, uh, okay, this moves here. Or from the demon's kick. And he was short of breath. Balaram was hungry, very tired, and sore all over from tumbling so far. You know, he got really, he, he got really, I mean, you know, bashed in by a, all the tumbling that had to happen after. Because he tumbled for a long time. That was a huge kick, you know. I can't even imagine how powerful that kick must have been. You know? <laughs> Reaching home, Balram immediately went to Krishna and returned his flute and peacock feather. Balram told Krishna that he never again wanted to wear them and that a huge horse demon had just violently kicked him, thinking he was Krishna. <laughs> then Balramji met his mother Rohini and fell asleep in her arms. Okay. Krishna replaced the peacock feather in his crown and tucked the flute back on his belt and walked into the village. Then Krishna met the horrible horse demon and effortlessly killed him. Right. Srila Prabhupada writes, Lord Balaram is the original Vishnu. Therefore, anyone remembering these pastimes of Lord Balaram in the morning and evening, will certainly become a great devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And thus, his or her life will become successful in all respects. It's a nice story, right? Really nice story. Anyway, Balram, uh, as I said, has many other uh, pastimes as he does. Like I said, he is the uh, servitor of Godhead. And... Uh, uh, um, also, there's this part I'm going to read. Entering Brajrasa, the rasa of Brajadham. If anyone wants to attain the lotus feet of Shishi Radha and Krishna and be able to taste and fully relish their pastimes, one must first approach the lotus feet of Lord Balaram or Lord Nityananda. This is mandatory prerequisite For only by receiving their mercy can this realization be possible. So today is that day. Today is Lord Balaram's appearance day. Today is the day we can get the mercy of Lord Balaram so we can actually approach Radha and Krishna and approach their pastimes and understand their pastimes. So this is the most important day in our lives. This is the most glorious day in our lives. This gives us the key to enter into the pastimes that actually Iskon was set up for. This is why Iskon was set up. Because Lord Nityananda and Lord Balaram are non-different, the Goswamis confirmed that getting Lord Nityananda's mercy, one becomes eligible to receive the ecstatic prema of Sri Sri Radha and Krishna in Braja. 
Lord Balaram and Lord Nityananda do not accept any offenses whatsoever and are so merciful that simply by worshipping Lord Nityananda, one is automatically worshipping and pleasing Lord Balaram. It is described that Lord Nityananda and Lord Balaram are the friends of the most fallen and wretched. Just as it is not possible to enter Lord Chaitanya's service without the mercy of Lord Nityananda, it is impossible to enter Brajirasa without the mercy of Lord Balaram, who is non-different from Lord Nityananda. When he, the aspiring sadhaka, or she, develops his or her love for Nityananda Prabhu, he is freed from all, he or she, is freed from all attachment to the material world. And at that time, he or she becomes eligible to understand the Lord's pastimes in Vrindavan. This is from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Lila, chapter 7, text 17, purport. And the quote in the Madhya Lila, chapter 21, text 141, it is said, This land of Vrindavan is glorified today because your, Lord Balaram's, lotus feet have touched her earth and grass. Your fingernails have touched her trees and creepers. And your merciful eyes have glanced upon her rivers, hills, birds, and beasts. Now we know that just as Krishna is most beloved to Radharani, similarly Vrindavan is most beloved to Radharani. Krishna says, both of these are equally important to me. Krishna without Vrindavan, she says, I'm not into. And Vrindavan without Krishna, I'm not into either. So this is why we should always glorify Vrindavan Dham. And we should always understand that wherever a devotee is uh, living, that place is Vrindavan. And we should treat that place with a lot of happiness, a lot of love. Vrindavan should always be treated with a lot of love. So this is, we can see how Lord Balaram actually, how Vrindavan Dham feels so much happy from Lord Balaram's touch, his seeing, his, uh, uh, you know, being there like that. When Balaram embraced his brother in a playful mood of ecstasy, Krishna looked like a blue jewel held within a conch shell. Because that's Balaram's color, blue jewel. Seeing the mixture of their brilliant effulgence, Yashoda could not tell them apart. And we all know how Mother Yashoda is the all-time most important personality in Krishna's pastimes. Whenever she is around, Radharani, Lord Balaram, everybody, they all go to her and touch her feet and mother, 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 and it's all about her. Are you happy? Is everything okay? What can we do for you? And everything else stops. Any Leela will stop when Mother Yashoda walks in. You know? So she's a very, very important personality for us. It is said if anybody takes the name of Mother Yashoda even once, the name Yashoda even once, that person, all their sins will get immediately washed away and they will go back to God. How powerful Mother Yashoda is. And she can't tell the difference between her two sons when they actually embrace themselves like this. They look like a conch and a jewel in the conch. So how do you separate the two? And we are very fortunate in Dallas that Mother Yashoda has a favorite name for Krishna, and that's Kalachandra. 
That's Mother Yashoda's favorite name for Krishna, Kalachandra. And we have here Kalachandra Ji. Because originally this deity, our deity was in Vrindavan and was known as Radha Kalachandra there, by the way. And But the Vrindavan Basis, they like to shorten names. You know, so they call him Kalachanji. And so Kalachandraji, Kalachanji, like that. But we're very fortunate to be in front of that deity. He's the real favorite of Mother Yashoda. And because he's the real favorite of Mother Yashoda, he also becomes the real favorite of Radharani. And so we got Radha Kalachanji. And I remember when uh, um, when um, Radhanath Maharaj came here uh, yeah, um, in 2010, although he said that earlier too, but in 2010 he really made it clear. He said, I have visited practically every Radha Krishna temple around the world. I mean, you know, you can see, imagine, right? He traveled so many places. He's seen all the best temples, the best of everything. And he says, I have no doubts in my heart that this is the most beautiful Radharani of all of them. I mean, how beautiful is that statement? That tells you this is Kalachandra. Kalachandraji, you know. He wanted the best. You might remember when, when, when two Radharanis were fashioned, one for Kunji Bihari and one for Kalachandraji, Kalachanji, you know. The deities got mixed up, right? And Kunji Bihari, the deity that was supposed to go to, uh, uh, to Boston, actually came to, no, Detroit, right? It was a Detroit deity. Came to Dallas, and the Dallas deity, deity went to Detroit. And so then the devotees asked Prabhupada, what should we do? Should we repackage Radharani and send her back so that you know, we get the right? He says, no, Kalchanji has chosen his Radharani. You know, because that Radharani is a little um, bigger, you know, it's tougher. Like Kalachanji, a little more, you know, uh, heftily built like that. But this Radharani is like going to be hairy because he's slimmer, you know, he's more petite in look. And so his Radharani is petite as well. But Kalachan, the Radharani came here. So this is all pastimes, you know, it's all pastimes. And we're so fortunate that Prabhupada gave us this wonderful movement called ISKCON. And he told us never to leave ISKCON. Never to leave ISKCON. Because ISKCON is none other than Krishna himself. Sometimes you also say ISKCON is my body too. You would say that. But ISKCON is. And so, yeah, there are sometimes issues inside ISKCON. Some things happen that make us a little unhappy. Somebody said something, did something. <laughs> something happened. But that's just the material world, you know. Happens all the time outside anyway. <laughs> don't don't confuse it with Iskan. Well, that might have happened inside Iskan. Just devotees are sometimes get into a mood of uh, chivalry and you know, call <laughs> so, <laughs> fighting. <laughs> they got that chivalrous nature in them. So say say things, say things and do things that we may not like. But Prabhupada actually told us never to leave Iskan. To always be very very faithful and loyal to Iskan, and to always. Um, Show love and affection to one another like that, and in mode of cooperation, become nice devotees. Hare Krishna. So I'm going to ask uh, if any of you'd like to say something. Uh, the mic here somewhere. Mic. Ah, it's there. Prabhuji, you can just use the mic so others can hear also. Outside, because there are people hearing outside. Hare Krishna. Just press the back, back. Make sure it. Green light.
Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Prabhu, for nice class. Um, the past times you explained about the peacock feather yeah. and the flute. And the first question is, it's uh, from Sibra Maharaj's books? Yeah, I read from his book, but he quotes the scriptures from which it comes. You see the quotes there, okay. where he gets the story from. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it is from Shriman. And the second question you have those books yourself. <laughs> is, when, when did it happen? Like when Krishna is the Bhomolila, when he did pastimes, uh, it and here, Vrindavan. It was in Bhomolila, yes. And it was not from childhood, he was not carrying peacock feather and flute then? No, from uh, uh, what you call, uh, uh, because Krishna's uh, situation is that his Bhomolila is not happening only once. Mm-hmm. It happened so many times before, right? So when he appeared, this time was not the first time Lord Krishna had appeared. This was 15,000 and first time Krishna appeared, right? It appeared 15,000 times before. But it was in, I would say, probably the first Bhomalila where it happened, where he started then wearing it like that. on And since, because now, this is a repeat Bhomalila, not the original Bhomalila. What we saw this time is not the original Bhomalila. Okay, so... He, this is his repeat Bhomalila. So then it is a... What is earlier that? on, yeah. Earlier on that happened, yeah. Okay. And at that time when Krishna appeared, I, 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 would, I would imagine that he appeared without the... Uh, when he appeared, he didn't put on the peacock feather immediately. A lot of things developed over a period of time. So it is... So it is... Continue. First time it happened, then after it continued. Yeah, continue. Yeah. And then he does the same Leela, just to tell people the same story, but the Leela always doesn't happen the same way also. Hmm. The Leela's change. It's not like Krishna repeats his Leela in the same way. But the principle would be the same. He teaches the same thing, that I really love people who nobody else loves. Who others think are not important, they are like useless people. Krishna says, no, I am, for them, I am there. And actually, as Lord Shiva, he actually comes like that, right? Lord Shiva takes care of the Bhutas, the Pratas, you know? The characters nobody wants to take care of, right? It's all Lord Shiva's uh, entourage, you might say. And that's Krishna acting as Lord Shiva, uh, like milk and yogurt, to show the world how much he loves everybody. Whether they're high up there or anywhere they might be, he loves every one of his children. Just like you have three, two children, right? Right? Two. So you love both of them, right? Some people have three, some people have five, some people have 15. So however number of children they have, in olden days people used to have a lot of children because we need them on the farm, right? Many hands on the farm, like that. But they loved all their children, right? So Krishna also loves all of his children. And Krishna describes, Aham Bij Pradapitaha, I'm the seed-giving father of all living entities. And Jivera Sarupahai, Nitya Krishna Das. Everyone is actually Krishna's servant and Krishna's child. So this pastime was to show Krishna. Too. And, and actually we can see, right, if you look even in India, like amongst the dancers, who are the best dancers? Who? I would say the shudras. No, the shudras. Yes. They're the best dancers and the best singers. Best singers, best... Because they've got emotion in them, right? They become emotional. Nobody cares about me. You know, in America they call it the blues. They sing the blues, right? The blues music is considered very, very... Uh, Potent music. Why? The people who are singing the blues are actually generally having some emotional concerns. 
you know, somebody's not treating them properly, not respecting them properly. So they sing the blues. They call it the blues. Very <laughs> funny, huh? They call it blue. And who's blue is the blue boy? Krishna. You know? You can see, right, how Krishna cares about everybody. Nobody you can say, uh, Krishna doesn't care about. Krishna cares about everybody. And so as devotees, we have to be like that too. I know it's hard for us to look after people and care about people who misbehave themselves and this, that, and the other, right? But actually, if we look after them nicely, they'll give up their misbehavior. Even our children, when they misbehave, what do we do? How do we correct their misbehavior? We don't punish them. Punish them, the misbehavior continues. <clears throat> you know? But if you hug them and show them love, then their misbehavior becomes correct. That's the process. Thank you, Bhu. Hi, Krishna. Anybody else like to say something? Yes, Maharaj. Can you just give the mic over there, please? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So, like, uh, where is Krishna right now? Because his pastime are never stops. Right. Like in some on some planet in the universe, it is going on somewhere. Right. Right. So, like, uh, where is he right now? And on, on one of the, like you just said, one of the planets, one of the universes is performing his pastime. Yeah. There. So, in which sastras or like it is written that where is he right now? So. Well, right now. We don't have all of our scriptures, by the way. In, in the, we only have 6% of the Vedas available on this planet. 94% of them have been lost. So, point is that if you look at all the Vedas, it would be described in some, uh, some scripture exactly which universe or which planet at different times he will go to, like that. But in terms of our universe, this universe that we're in, uh, he performed his pastimes on this planet planet Earth. Now move to another universe that we don't even know anything about, let's put it this way, because there are many, many universes like this in creation. So he moves from universe to universe like that, and as he moves, Lord Chaitanya follows him. So after he left to the other universe, Lord Chaitanya came to this universe. And then Lord Chaitanya moved to the next universe, he's moved from that universe to yet another universe. And then Lord Prabhupada comes, and then gives us past uh, the pastimes, and then he moves on, and then his disciples do it, and they move on, and then their disciples do it. So it's like a train that's going through all the universes and uh, purifying all the universes. This is a story that was told by Bhakti Swami in a dream that he had when he was the chairman of the uh, International GBC. The first time he became chairman, uh, he was concerned that Prabhupada had said that if you, if you, if, if you, if you love me, then please cooperate. Show me your love by cooperating. And he felt there was a lot of conflict going on. So in his dream, he met Prabhupada and he asked Prabhupada, he said, you know, there's so much conflict going on, Prabhupada, so we've not pleased you, you know. And Prabhupada said, no, it's not like that. What happens in some universes, people cooperate and some universes, they don't cooperate. So, so, so Swami said, well, that means this is not a cooperation. He said, yeah, it doesn't cooperate. But he says, after a few generations, they'll start cooperating. A few generations later, they'll start cooperating. Just continue the process. Then he tells the story of how Krishna comes to one planet, one universe, and performs past time, and he moves to universe two. And then Lord Chaitanya comes to number one. 
And then he moves to number three, and then Lord Chaitanya goes to number two, and Prabhupada comes to number one. Then he moves to number four, Lord Chaitanya number three, Prabhupada number two, and his disciples are looking after number one. So like that, a train of many, many generations of, uh, uh, you know, uh, Sampradaya are going through all universes and liberating and purifying every universe like that. The wonderful, wonderful uh, pastime. We're so happy for uh, Bhakti Charamaj revealing that, you know. It was a very important revelation because it tells us that we all have a role to play. Because after Prabhupada's disciples, the grand disciples have to actually take responsibility to reach out to people. And then the grand, grand, great-grand disciples will do the same and the great-grand disciples will do the same. And everybody will be doing something to make that universe completely Krishna conscious. And by the way, we haven't even gone past planet Earth yet. I mean, we haven't even finished planet Earth yet. Let's put it this way. And we're already into the grand disciple and almost great-grand disciple arena. Well, we are into great-grand disciple arena. And we still haven't taken care of planet Earth yet. And, and ISKCON is going to deliver the three worlds, meaning all the three worlds are going to be delivered by ISKCON. Prabhupada said that. So, you know, we've got a lot of work. A lot of generations are going to be coming, and they'll all have a lot of work to do. You know. But thank you for asking that question. Thank you. One more question. Sure. Yeah, so like, what is self-realization? Like, is it state of, is it that state of being that, you know, where we know past, present, future, or we know what, you know, is going to be after, after we leave the body, or I don't understand what is the... Yeah, there are many phases of self-realization. The first phase of self-realization is to understand that you are the spirit soul. To be able to distinguish between the activities and the requirements of the spirit soul and the activities and requirements of the body. The body includes the senses, the mind, the intelligence, the false ego. These are the body part of, uh, of us. And then there's the spirit part of us, which includes our consciousness, the soul, and the origins of our consciousness, the super soul, like that. Right? Praman, super soul, Bhagavan himself. So self-realization starts with understanding. It's called Atma-jnana. Self-realization is Atma-jnana. Atma means the soul. Okay? And jnana means to have knowledge of the soul. And knowledge comes in two categories. Realize, knowledge, which is theoretical, and knowledge, which is realized. So when we start realizing the knowledge in Atmagyan, then what you're talking about starts happening. We start getting to know things that are beyond this life, past, present, and future. And we get to know who we are in the spiritual world and what our purpose is in terms of what we're doing in our lives, called Sampatti, like that. So those are all various stages, just like what is education? Well, education is also elementary school, middle school, primary school, high school, University, all education, right? Yes, sir. But it starts with pre-kindergarten, right? Med education might start, say, pre-kindergarten or kindergarten, right? And then it goes higher and higher and higher. As you go higher and higher and higher, you get to know more and more and more. Like that. Thank you. Yeah, the idea is to be in self-realization. Always get into Atma Gyan immediately. We should be in the spiritual state immediately. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Hare Krishna. All glories to the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada. Vancha Kapa, Trivascha, Kripasandhuga, Evacha, Patitanam Pavanebhya, Vaishnavebhya, Namo Namaha, Anantikoti Vaishnava Brindaki Jai.
श्री बलराम महात्सव की जाय श्री बलराम पूर्णिमा महात्सव की जाय श्री श्री राधा कलचन जी की जाय श्री गौर भक्त बिंद की जाय निताय गौर पे मानंदी हरि हरि बोल